Hey guys. All right. So we are diving straight in and I want to talk to you today about how therapy made me $25,000. <laughs> um, this is not clickbait. I actually am in therapy and I actually made $25,000, but um, this is a little bit more vulnerable one. And you are going to hear me talking about my therapy journey a little bit more as I dive into the podcast for this year and really just moving forward because it really has changed me and it has been a huge thing that has really helped me in my life and my business so far. And I know there is more to come. So I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable, talk about my therapy journey, my therapy story, and kind of share how it has helped me increase my income. So before I dive into that, I want to kind of go back into my childhood. So um, I've talked about this a little bit, but I grew up in a lower income family. I was the oldest of five. Um, my mom was a nursing assistant. My dad was an electrician for a while and then was a mechanic. Middle class, very middle class, uh, maybe a little bit lower middle class, but like we had a roof over our head. We had food for the most part. Like it was not this dire situation, right? Like I know that there are so many other people that have been through much more traumatizing um, childhoods than I have, right? But we all have trauma. I don't care what your journey was in your childhood. We all have some kind of trauma just because of how we process things, how we look back on things as adults, et cetera, right? I'm also going to preface with the fact that I am not good at asking for help. I actually moved out when I was 18, lived on my own, um, paid my own bills, went to college, all the things, job, multiple jobs, everything, right? So I am not one that asks for help easy. It's hard for me to ask for help in business, hard for me to ask for help in life. I think that I can just do everything, that I'm superwoman, um, and I'm not. <laughs> so uh, even asking for therapy and like, diving into this was difficult. But I also want to kind of rewind back to a pre, well, sort of pre-pandemic uh, story here. So back in January of 2020, so I was working for a client back in 2019. So we're going to like reel it all the way back to 2019. I was working for a client. Um, she was not local here in Columbus. She was actually in Virginia. Not going to name names because uh, the outcome of said thing did not go well. But we're going to rewind back to the story. In 2019, I was about a year and a half into the online side of this business where I finally had kind of found my stride, right? So if anybody's heard my story previous to this, when I started the business, it was called Clutter Control. I actually went in and organized houses. I was a professional organizer. And essentially, um, in 2017, I hired a business coach. She showed me this online space. And I was like, oh, I totally want to move into the space and help business owners versus like having to be at someone's house, right? All of that to say, um, by the time 2018 rolls around, so it took me about a year, it was about 14 months before I could like get my stride, figure out what I was doing, what I liked doing, how to charge people, all of that good stuff. It took me 14 months and I was actually able to hit six figures by the time I kind of figured out all the pieces and, and moving parts, right? So it took me about 14 months to do that. Obviously, there's still a ton of learning curve in that, all the things. I was charging super low cost. I was working a ton of hours, like a ridiculous amount of hours. Um, so I wasn't at that like pretty work-life balance that we all want or these days by design that I talk about. 
now, right? I talk about days by design now. That was not the case back then. Anyways, I was in the space. I had hit six figures, but I was crazy hustling. I was still charging low costs, all the things. So then 2019 rolls around. So I'm a little bit farther into the journey now at this point. Um, Offers were kind of still all over the place. Team was kind of all over the place. I was not the greatest operator. It was kind of kind of just a disaster. But looking into 2019, I actually had somebody that was listening to the podcast. At that point, it was not the Productivity Podcast. It was the Process for Profit show. But back then, she was listening to the podcast. She had found me somewhere on social media, listened to the podcast, dropped into my calendar on my discovery call, which is like the perfect funnel flow, right? Like That's what we try to get everyone to do. So she drops in and I got so excited. I start looking her up. Um, I really think that even just by looking at her application and what she does, like I could really help her. So I start getting excited. So fast forward, we dive into the call. You know when you have just that, I don't want to say red flag. I mean, it essentially was a red flag, but you have this just like gut feeling that like something is off. It might not be something major, but like something just isn't jiving. Pro tip. Always listen to that feeling. Okay, we're just going to leave that there. So I had this just like off feeling from just like the second we really got onto the phone and like how we were talking and just the whole thing, right? So um, obviously, too, at this point, my confidence was not where it was, where it is now. It was, um, I was still in scarcity mode a ton. I was still doing mindset work. Like there was still so many factors to this. I was nervous on the call, like, didn't like sales, didn't have a sales process, like all all the things. So I'm kind of fumbling through. We go through the sales call. We're talking through things. Um, and while I don't love the sales process and I'm not great at that process and I don't feel like that's my like super strength and superpower, the backend organization and systems and structures is my superpower. So as we're talking and she's telling me these things, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I could totally fix that. We could totally set that up. We could totally do A, B, C, and D. At this point too, I was also in the space of like giving too much information and not diagnosing the problem. I wanted to just help while I was on the call, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. So essentially, we go through the sales call. I still have this feeling of like, eh, something feels off. We get to the end of it. She's like, okay, cool. Put together a proposal for me. Send it over. Let me look o- look, look it over. And then we can schedule a follow-up call. I was like, perfect. Great. So of course, I spent so much time putting this proposal together. Uh, it was massive. It at that point was $10,000. It was essentially $2,000 a month for a five-month time frame to complete this project. Uh, it was streamlining the Asana project management tool she was using for her SOPs. It was also creating and documenting SOPs that she didn't have, streamlining team communication, all the things. So this is a massive contract. Biggest one I had had to that date. And it took me a lot of uh, energy to muster up to hit the send button on a $10,000 proposal. So we're just going to preface with that. So I send it. She views it. She looks at it. Um, she's viewed it multiple times because obviously I have software in place that allows me to see that. And she sends an email back. She's like, hey, I would like to schedule a follow-up chat and my husband wants to come in. I'm like, okay, cool. Is he part of the business? Like, I would love to kind of chat through things with him. Um, come to find out, I don't think he's in the business, but um, wanted to be part of the call. But again, as soon as we got on that call, I just had this like off feeling. Okay. So again, we're just going to leave that there because it comes into play. 
So we get on this call. She's asking the questions. He's asking the questions. I'm fumbling my way through, talking through things again. I'm not great at the sales process, but I know what I'm talking about when it comes to processes, setting up systems, streamlining, all the things. So I'm trying to kind of like continue the conversation that way. We get to the end of the call and essentially she's like, okay, I think I want to do it. In my mind, there was something that said, I'm in my gut actually, was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Red flags, please stop. But my brain said, uh, gut, I'm going to need you to shut the up because we need the money. <laughs> because again, I was in scarcity mode. So uh, brain told gut to shut up, gut shut up. I said, yes, let's do this. And we signed on. She signed the contract and she paid her first payment. We kicked off. We started doing things. I could tell from very early on that scope creep was a thing. Uh, I'm a people pleaser and I would continually like she would say, hey, can we do this little thing? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I'll make the project better. Hey, can we do this other little thing? Yeah, sure. It'll make the project better. And that continued over and over and over. So by month two, I got the payment, still had these things like we were having our calls. Everything was really kind of like moving along other than the fact that she continued to like add these little pieces. And I kept saying yes. Again, an important detail. So we get to month number four. She has paid four payments at this point. So $8,000, 2,000 times four. She's paid $8,000 to this point. And we essentially get to the last month and the invoice goes out for the final month. And she essentially emails me back and is like, yeah, so I'm not going to pay this invoice until you do this like laundry list of items. I'm like, yeah, so a lot of that is not in the contract. And like I'm drawing the line with a scope creep situation at this point. So because I had already had this feeling, I had conversations with a lawyer ahead of time. Like, how do I handle this situation? I saved all of the things that I needed to show my work and what I had done. Um, she essentially wanted to get on a call at that point, told me I was terrible at what I did. Uh, basically bad mouthed me uh, on the phone call and said that she wanted a refund and all sorts of things. So the short version of this is that essentially she threatened legal action. And in January of 2020, I woke up with COVID. Didn't know it at the time, right? We didn't know that COVID was here back in 2019. But woke up with COVID on a Saturday in January, sick as a dog, felt awful, like I got hit by a train. Woke up to an email in my bank account, actually four emails that said negative 2,000, negative 2,000, negative 2,000, negative 2,000 times four. So negative $8,000 had come out of my account from Stripe. I freak out. I'm like, what is happening? Holy moly. Like, what? Like, and I was sick, right? So I already don't feel good. This is coming in and I'm like, holy <laughs> uh, so essentially, I dig into it, figured out that it was her. Uh, going back to that part about me being a not as optimal opti uh, operator as I could be, uh, cash flow was a thing. So I essentially didn't have all of that money in my account when it came out. Uh, so it went negative and literally almost crippled my entire livelihood. Essentially, I had to go get a loan. I had to talk to legal people. Um, lots of things had to happen. I had to talk with Stripe. She ended up winning, which we're just going to hope that karma kind of takes care of that one. But essentially, that move there 
almost completely crushed me, my childhood, my child, my children's livelihood, all the things. And I almost quit my business at that point. Luckily for me, I had a strong why, vision, and mission for my business. So it did not bring me down because I knew that this was a hurdle, not a like, this is over kind of thing. So anyways, kind of moving forward. First off, I already had money issues and money mindset issues growing up really, really poor. Um, I had money issues with the fact that somebody was going to pay me that kind of money to do what I was doing. I knew I was amazing at what I did, but just the fact that somebody would pay that kind of money for that was still an issue in my mindset. And then it all goes away, right? Which, uh, Goes back to some childhood trauma of things going away when I was 18, couldn't barely pay my bills, all of those things. So it it triggered things, I'm sure. Probably subconsciously, a lot of it consciously, like I understand where this is coming from kind of thing. But essentially, I was stuck and couldn't charge anyone moving forward more than $9,000. Because I knew if I hit that $10,000 mark that it could possibly go away. And that it could possibly all come crumbling down again. And I would have to go through all the same pain, all the same things that I went through this first time. I actually had probably three contracts from that point forward. And I literally could never charge more than $9,000 ever. Every single one of them needed to be more than $9,000, probably needed to be 12 to 15. And I would only charge nine, but put in the work for 12 to 15 right? Because I knew it needed that much, but I was not going to send a proposal that said 12 to 15. And that was not going to happen. So I was stuck. I was stuck. And um, there were multiple clients that that had happened with. And essentially, my money mindset was shit at that point. And basically, then we kind of roll through. Now we're back into February of 2022, which I was talking about in the last episode. Actually, the first episode we kicked off for the new year that I almost burnt my business down again in 2022, February of 2022. So at that point, I knew like, oh gosh, here comes a lot of this stuff again. They, I was slower in business. I had a lot of personal stuff going on, like a lot. Uh, we had to put our dog down in February. We ha- I had seasonal depression in February because I live in Ohio and hashtag gray for six months. Nobody sees sun. It was a lot of things. So I finally broke down and started therapy. No idea going into it what the heck therapy even looked like. What do you do? I assumed you just talk to people and like things happen, like no expectations. Essentially, I started in February. I kind of worked through February, March, April, May, and June with this therapist. Again, going back to that like gut feeling situation, I didn't know what therapy was or how it was supposed to go. So I had nothing to base this off of, but I had this like weird feeling. I'm like, ah. She's a really nice person, but like, I just don't know if she's challenging me enough. And I brought this up a couple times and I just, there was, there's something off, right? Again, nothing major, but it was like this little thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stick with it. Like, I don't know what this is supposed to go like. Maybe this takes more time. I'm just going to kind of like move through this process with her. Um, I had some money breakthroughs with that. I had some um, aha moments of like, oh, that's why that's connected. I really need to dive into that. Um, and then I actually, so <laughs> my gut kept telling me, oh, you should probably switch people if you don't feel like a full-on connection. You should probably switch. You should probably switch. I said this a couple times to uh, a couple people too, like some close friends and people that I talked to within business. And um, basically, I was like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm just going to do it. So my card for my HSA, like my debit card had actually expired. 
And it essentially kicked out my sessions with this current therapist. Basically, I didn't listen to the universe. And the universe is like, hey, remember when we told you you should probably switch because this isn't a great fit? Yeah, we're going to make you do that now. So it essentially kicked out my sessions by the time I had gotten to it to renew and put the new card information in. At that point, I had to switch therapists. So I was like, all right, let's start fresh. Let's start this over. Found a new person. It's the person I'm currently with. I absolutely love her. She challenges me. Uh, she asks the hard questions. She it does it with love, though. Like it's just a really awesome relationship. So, again, another like lesson as to listen to your freaking gut when it tells you the things and don't like quiet it. Okay. So, a lot of these breakthroughs and talking through this is that. I figured out that I am worth more than $9,000, right? Like what I do does so much for businesses that it's worth what I'm charging. It's my, they're coming to me for my superpower that they are not good at. They didn't start businesses to run businesses. So they come to me to help streamline the business stuff so that they can get back to doing their expertise and what they started the business for and not the crap that's on the back end that has to be done to run a business. They want that to be done as smoothly and easily as possible. And that's where my systems and structures and processes and frameworks come into play. And I know now, talking through a lot of these money blocks, that I'm allowed to charge more than $9,000 and that it's not going to be taken away. And that if it is, I've learned lessons of how to deal with it and how to fix it, right? So a lot of this was stuff we talked through through therapy. I had a lot of breakthroughs. I know now that I can charge a lot more because for what I do... Um, so for example, if I were to put a CRM into place for someone and I charge $10,000 to do that entire process and that system allowed them to charge and have three more deals close that make them $15 or $20,000, like they've made their ROI. And then what I do is a repeatable system. So they can, can they can pay me once to set it up. And then they may have to make some tweaks and tiny adjustments, but it's a continual rinse and repeat. So they pay me $10,000. That helps them close five more deals because it's faster and it's a clean process and all the things. But then they can close five more and they can close five more and five more. And it's just this continual process. So the whole moral of that is that now I know my worth. And essentially, I had somebody come to me through a referral and I knew it was a massive project and I knew the value I could bring in helping to streamline things to save cost and save money on things, um, do an audit of time, audit of systems, audit of the team, the team communication, setting up accountability and task management, all the things. So we had this conversation. I didn't realize it until I went to send the proposal. I must have broken through a lot of those blocks because... There was not as much stress and anxiety around sending it and actually like clicking the send button and like waiting. There wasn't as much like, oh my God, I have to have this or else the business is going to crash and burn. Uh, so a lot of the scarcity mindset went away. And a lot of it too was I know that what I'm charging is a lot but I also know the time and energy and expertise and value that I'm giving this person that I know 
that they will benefit from it. And it's an energy exchange, right? Like I'm giving them time, energy, resources, and knowledge that I've spent a lot of money to create in my own head and pay coaches and um, spend time building. And in exchange, they're giving me money. And that's it. That's all there is to it. So by going to therapy and talking through a lot of these breakthroughs for money blocks and talking through uh, this story of this person that tried to take my business down and steal all of my money, talking through all of that allowed the stress and anxiety to go away when I sent out this proposal. From that point, I've had a couple other bigger projects like that. And the stress and anxiety of clicking that send button and waiting on it and like waiting to hear from them, like it's not there. And um, I don't know what that switching point was. I don't know what that exact therapy session was or that like reflecting on therapy was, but I know that it has come from that because before I started doing therapy, again, clicking that send button was the most anxiety because I had had that awful experience that it was tied to. I just hope that by listening to this today, you guys can maybe relate to me. You can maybe feel more open about talking about going to therapy. I think it is becoming a more mainstream topic now because so many people need help with their mental health, right? We live with ourselves. We got to take care of it. So Anyway, I just wanted to share that story. I hope that was helpful in some way. If you guys have any questions or thoughts on that, um, please feel free to reach out. It's Brittany at bcohq.co. If you need somebody to hold you accountable and kind of walk through these things, I absolutely love BetterHelp. That's where my therapist came from. I am an affiliate for them. I will drop the link here below with um, information on how to get a free week and try them out. They match you up with your therapist and essentially... um, You have conversations. You can switch therapists anytime if it doesn't work for you. It's super affordable, super accessible because it happens from your house. And um, it has helped me tremendously, as you have heard. So please reach out if I can answer any questions for you. And I can't wait to hear uh, any thoughts you guys have. Please share. And we will uh, see you next time on the next episode. Thanks, guys.